0: We're talking allied feeding partners, crop reports, heat exhaustion in cattle, rodeo markets, and lots more. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart.
1: And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck.
0: A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Gelvy Association. The Tri State Livestock News, The Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and The Fence Post, The 67th Annual Home on the Range Champions Ride Saddle Bronc Match, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff.
1: Hello folks, I know I've been off air for a while But I am back in the saddle again And I'm going to kick off our news with this story
0: Everybody missed you by the way
1: Aw, thank you Well get this, the National High School Finals Rodeo is kicking off It's 75th anniversary, literally as we speak, in Gillette, Wyoming This elite seven days of rodeo performances Is expected to contribute an economic impact of over $11 million to the area The High School Finals features more than 1700 contestants from 44 states, five Canadian provinces, Australia, Mexico, and New Zealand, and is the world's largest rodeo. In addition to competing for more than $150,000 in prizes and over $150,000 in added money, the NHSFR contestants will also be competing for more than $375,000 in college scholarships and the chance to be named a National High School Finals Rodeo World Champion. Events include bareback riding, saddle bronc, and bull riding in the rough stock events, Barrel racing, breakaway roping, tie-down roping, team roping, steer wrestling, goat tying, and pole bending in the timed events, cutting and reining cow horse in judged events. Plus, there is the queen competition and shooting, which includes rifle competitions and trap shooting.
0: I think that is so neat that they have added the shooting competition to the high school sports. And we've talked about this a lot on several different radio shows of how those shooting sports... Not just rodeo, but those shooting sports, there are a lot of college scholarships.
1: I couldn't just in shooting agree more because, as in my terminology, as I always say, they are lifelong sports.
0: You got it. Okay, so since we're talking about rodeo a little bit and, and people heading to Gillette and coming in from other parts of the country and transporting livestock, and I wanted to bring this topic up, and that is heat stress in livestock because tis the season, right? When there are county fairs going on everywhere, state fairs are going on. People are dragging their show steers and their heifers and their pigs and their lambs and they're packing their trailer. And like you said, you know, horses too Mm -hmm. when it comes to rodeo. And uh, this is taken from the High Plains Journal. This is a great article that they did. And uh, they say, I love this. They say, heat can be an invisible fun bandit when it comes to livestock. We have experienced this many times when we've been at various different fairs. Even though those critters are in the barns, I mean, we got to have fans moving some air and ventilation.
1: Well, absolutely. It's stifling. Think about it. If you are hot, they are hot.
0: Exactly right. Now, Kansas State University beef extension veterinarian Dr. A.J. Tarpoff said that it's important for anyone, but especially the youth that are showing livestock, to watch their animals closely and know the symptoms of heat stress. I think that is so important that it is the youth. If you're out there every day and you're rinsing those calves and you've got them under fans, you need to know those little subtle differences when it comes to heat stress. Like, for example, I didn't know this, and I know a lot about cows. I'm kind of a cow nerd. I didn't know this, but it takes four to six hours to return cattle to regular temperatures.
1: I did not know that either. I thought
0: it was a little quicker than that. And nine out of ten times it's at night when it's cool out is when their body temperature comes back to normal. Um, And in terms of... Knowing what the symptoms are if they are 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 affected by heat stress, the first one that he says any unusual behavior, like if an animal goes off feed, reduce feed intake, increased time standing or crowding around the water.
1: Okay, so you really need to actually, as you said, pay attention to your animal or think about it. If you yourself are having any of these feelings, where you're just not hungry, you're not thirsty, you're not acting correctly. That may be happening to your animal as well. Yeah,
0: chances are livestock are doing the same thing. They may also have an increase in breathing rate. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good one you bring up because if you're uncomfortable, chances are, you know, that they're probably a little uncomfortable at at the same time. So proper ventilation is what uh, Dr. Tarpoff says when you're transporting livestock. Uh, I always say, if it'd be possible, take those plexiglass windows out. We do in the summertime. I know some people don't, but we do to be able to get some ventilation through the trailers. And also a big situation is if we're talking show cattle, for example, do they have winter hair or summer hair? Are you trying to grow a pile of hair on these cattle? If you've got cattle that are all haired up in the summertime, which I know a lot of people are trying to do, that can add to the potential of having heat stress. So you just need to watch you know, those, those little subtle signs. And, and of course, the big one uh, that he says, and this does not go without saying, because I know what it's like. You get all excited and you're getting ready to go to a fair. A lot of times every weekend that people are traveling or a rodeo you're going, and you're getting all excited about your gear and equipment and what you got to do and this, that, and the other. But make sure that those animals are comfortable is what I'm going to say. And the big one is water fresh water whenever they get a chance to drink. Make sure that they are getting plenty of water and pay attention if they aren't drinking. So there you go. I just wanted to bring that up since Just the season, we are in fair
1: season. Can I throw in one more tip there, Tigger? Yes, you can throw in one more And this is one that we've picked up from our stock contractors that we work with, and a lot of times they are hauling their livestock, those bulls, those bucking bulls and those Bronx, they're hauling them at night.
0: Oh, right, 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 in the middle of the night. The
1: coolest part of the day. If
0: they've got a long journey that they Mm -hmm. need to travel, yes, makes sense.
1: Terrific tips there, Tigger. And in other news, I have another article for everyone. Are you
0: switching gears?
1: I am switching gears on us. The most recent acreage report released by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Agricultural Statistics Service surprised many analysts when it showed an increase in planted corn acreage of 6% from 2022, while soybean acreage was down by 5%. Acres planted for all purposes in 2023 were estimated at 94.1 million acres, up 6% or 5.52 million acres from last year. This represents the third highest highest planted acreage in the United States since 1944. Compared with last year, planted acreage was expected to be up or unchanged in 43 of the 48 estimating states. All wheat planted areas for 2023 was up 9% from 2022. All the cotton planted area for 2023 was estimated at 11.1 million acres, down 19% from last year and down from the March reported intentions. O.A. Cleveland wrote in Cotton Grower magazine, I quote, either the U.S. economy or that of other major countries must show promise before cotton demand will be uncovered. To date, the U.S. economy is dealing with escalating interest rates, ongoing inflation, and poor to declining productivity. In a word, demand is puny. The U.S., by the way, is the world's primary cotton supplier.
0: Not good news for the cotton business mm-hmm. right now. Getting a little bit tough. Now, before we head to break, I know many of you are watching these cattle markets wondering how high they will go. What are my marketing options? Well, introducing Allied Feeding Partners. Those people you're buying bulls from, are they a member of Allied Feeding Partners? Is this an option that I can take advantage of? We're going to be talking with Clint Berry the host, here in just a few minutes. In fact, Clint, give us just a real quick update before we go to break.
2: Our goal is to, to be an option for a bull buyer in AGR to come to our team and be able to market cattle via superior and get differentiated by their management and their genetics. Our second predominant target is our superior guys that we're handling calves that we feel like we can influence their bull buying decisions. You know, they trust us to market their cattle as a team and. We feel like this would be the, the final obstacle to get us over the hump to really be able to sit down and analyze what they're doing genetically and say, okay, here's where we can make improvements. Here's the info from the feeding side and the carcass side, and, and here's where we can help you make some improvements if you'll allow us you know, some input here. And then we, of course, would put them in touch with the guys that we work with at AFP.
0: We got to take a quick break, but we'll be back. We're talking allied feeding partners. We've got a lot more of the Ranch It Up radio show, and it's coming up right after this. The Ranch It Up radio show it's all things ranching, cattle, cowboy, and markets, some history, lots of news and information, topics to help you put dollars back into your pocket. That's just a little bit of what you will hear each and every week, and we strive to bring you what you need. Now, if there is a subject that you want us to cover, a sale barn, say a producer you want us to talk to, get a hold of us anytime. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, call or text us at 707 Ranch20. And remember, it's your program, not ours. It's called sustainability, and we all need it in the cow herd to remain profitable. Sustainability starts with the cow, and it's found in the maternal strength of Gelvy and Balancer females. It's hard to imagine, but weaning time will be here before you know it, and we're going to be faced with how are we going to replace those cold females and what are we going to replace them with? Well, the answer is real simple. Create sustainability with Gelvy and Balancer females. Smart, reliable, profitable. Livestockmarket.com puts you in control when buying or selling commercial livestock, seed stock, or show stock. The easy-to-use online platform at LivestockMarket.com offers private treaty, online auction, and live auction internet bidding. Animals are sold before they ever leave your place. And with LivestockMarket.com, there's no middleman. Buyers connect directly with livestock and hay producers. There's no easier way to find buyers for cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, and hay. Sell on your terms today with LivestockMarket.com. Cattle battle. Welcome back to the Ranch It Up radio show, the most information packed into a 30-minute program that you can find anywhere. It's your all things ranching newscast, and so glad to be hanging out with you. Questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, rants, it doesn't matter. You can call and text us at 707-RANCH20. That's 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-O. You can email us, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. We're prowling around social media at the Ranch It Up show marketing feeder cattle options what do i have where do i go we're going to our partner allied genetic resources and introducing the program allied feeding partners or afp now it was formed by some of the nation's top seed stock producers who trust in the value of feeder cattle sired by their genetics and they're dedicated to customer service long after the sale now the primary goals of afp are to build stronger long-term relationships with bull customers ensure competition on sale day when customers are marketing their calves, and to capture and share feedlot and harvest data with their customers to make better bull selection decisions, utilizing that in future years when marketing their calves. Now, data past their ranch of origin is typically missing from a lot of cattlemen. A lot of us don't get this, but AFP, Allied Feeding Partners, provides their customers with the chance to leverage that data for long-term benefit. Now, make no mistake, AFP plans to, to make money feeding cattle. I mean, this isn't a charity here, but their primary objective is to enhance the relationship between commercial bull customers and seed stock partners. By sharing this critical performance, health, and carcass data through harvest, customers of AFP have the insight to streamline their genetic selection decisions and the ability to build a stronger reputation with potential buyers of their cattle by providing them with past results. Now, this philosophy works in all forms of marketing, but it is the most evident when marketed with their team on Superior Livestock Auction. Here comes Clint Berry one more time with Allied Feeding Partners. Clint, let's get into this. Okay, Haas, how has uh, Allied Feeding Partners, how have they helped in the past with uh, providing potential options for customers that have used uh, AGR Genetics, Allied Genetic Resources, went out and bought bulls sure. from. Them?
2: Sure, we, uh, you know our our goal at, at Allied Feeding Partners is to work with our customers and and feed cattle in a real world setting, so that we can really return what has been for cow calf producers the hardest data to acquire. You know, we're able to do genetic predictions and EPD profiles and. And herd health, overall herd health management stuff, all those kind of things fall in there. But some of the hardest data for a cow-calf guy to ever get their hands on is actual feed yard and carcass data, actual performance data in a real-world setting in in a large scale. And so we've been able to go in and work with our bull customers and, and our customers selling on Superior, you know, different outlets. We bought cattle out of the country. We bought some cattle out of the sale barns. But been able to sit down and and put those cattle on feed in a commercial setting and then take that data back after harvest and sit down have a cup of coffee set across the table or or even over the phone at times you know everybody's world gets busy but sit down and show them actual performance data how what those cattle's uh cost of gains were their average daily gains what their performance looked like be able to go over uh, a lot of the death loss you'll know, probably 75, 80% of the time, we've got uh, detailed uh, autopsy reports on what we did, necropsy reports on what, on what the cattle that we lost, whether it be heart failure or, or chronic pneumonia or whatever the case may be. But to be able to address some of those things and, and show, you know, death loss, treatment costs, pull rates, if, if need be, if there's an issue there, good, bad, or ugly, and then also be able to sit down and show the carcass data and if their eid tag coming in um, because everything's going to get an eid tag in the yards but we are able to tie that individual carcass back to that eid and so a lot of times some of our producers have records good enough that they've eid tagged those cattle at the house and they've corresponded that to a dangle tag number that refers back in their cabin records as to whose cow's calf that was and that's been beneficial um, but to be able to sit down and really show them what what's happening with those cattle, and like I said, it, that's the good, bad, and ugly. Sometimes it's it's great news. Sometimes it's constructive news. Mm-hmm. There's a challenge there that we can work with as an opportunity, and we use that cattle, we mark, or use that data when we remarket those cattle. You know, a lot of times, like for our superior customers, when we're selling those cattle, you'll see in our write ups, uh, you know, a breakdown of all that information. You know we we might say something like you know graded 94 percent choice and primes blah 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 x number of cabs or you know death loss i mean different things we've we've put into for different people to be able to help use that to increase the attention from from other buyers because our in a funny way allied feeding partners is built to supplement and enhance uh a producer's opportunity to know what his cattle are and to market those cattle for a higher price long term. Our goal would be to never own a guy's cattle more than once. I mean, our goal would be to feed the cattle, get the data back and use that data to make those cattle sell for a higher price than what we can afford. Because it's, you know, it, it is a business. It's not a it's not a charity. It's a business. So we have a price point where we have to operate in and, you know, we need to make money doing it. It needs to you know, be a self-funding uh, you know, mechanism, a uh, business venture. And uh, so there's there's a price point that we can't afford to go. And, and you know, I mean, feeding it commercial feed yards, I got to pay the feed yard. A lot of times, I, you know, that feed yard can feed those cattle cheaper than I can. And we've had success at some of our feeding partners that, you know, we fed cattle there and they liked them well enough that they bought them the next year. So it works really good for the producer long term. That's our goal is to provide customer service and information back uh, to reinforce what they're doing and to have the information to be able to tackle the challenges that, where they need improvement at.
0: Are you uh, willing to sit down with, and, and I can say this in, in all, uh, and I can answer the question for you because I know you that well, Haas, that your team I know is willing to sit down and visit with just about anybody and say, how can we help? Because, I mean, that's what your passion, that's what your business is, and you don't need to be involved in a particular uh, program one or the other but i mean you're willing to step in and say yes I'll, I'll take a look at some stuff we'll look at what's going on we'll look at those calves we'll trace that back to cows we'll see what your cow herd is we'll look at your yep. bulls and and to be another tool in the toolbox just like our veterinarian and and our nutritionalists and all those other people now i'm assuming that your uh, team is very willing to do that same thing
2: absolutely that's what we crave that's that's the point of the whole venture is to be able to sit down and i'm going to say analyze the good the bad and the ugly within each set of of cattle to help you make improvements where where you need and to answer the question of am i doing things right you know sometimes the biggest problem we face in the in the industry is we don't get the feedback to reinforce that what we're doing is working you know sometimes that's the greatest thing we can say is all these decisions you've been doing all this hard work you're putting in all this money you're investing in these kind of genetics and these kind of management protocols all of that is working and here is the data to prove to you that that is in fact what's happening because you know that that information feedback from the from the capturing at the packing plant and the feed yard sector back down into the onto the ranch level that's where we've always had a critical missing piece there in that communication and and we understand, you know, it, it is a competitive business on bidding on cattle back and forth, and that's why there's a roadblock there. So our goal is, is, while we do want to make money in the venture, I'm not saying we don't, but our primary goal is to build long-term relationships and help a customer make the, the right decisions that fit his management and will work for the buyers that are buying his calves.
0: Clint Berry or the Haas, always great to talk with you. Now, in general, when a buyer purchases feeder cattle that perform well, they are not incentivized to share that data with the seller in fear of increasing the price of the cattle in future years. But AFP's goals are to assist their bull customers in their own profitability with the trust that dedication being rewarded with long-term relationships between seed stock suppliers and the customers. Now, to learn more, just contact Clint Berry at 417-844-1009, 417-844-1009. Tell them Tigger sent you. You can contact your allied superior provider, or you can get a hold of Beck and I anytime here at the Ranch It Up radio show. Call or text us 707-726-2420. That's 707- ranch 20 you want more numbers we've got more numbers that means we're talking markets kirk donsbach is on hold as we speak we'll be back with more after this everyone asks me tigger where do you get your boots what do you look for in boots well for me it's customer service and american made boots and tack medora boot and western wear takes care of everything i need you can shop online at medoraboot.com. Or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. Pro Rodeo's top saddle bronc riders all in one location. It's rodeo time. The best of the best battle it out at the annual Home on the Range Champions Ride Saddle Bronc match August 5th at the Home on the Range in Sentinel Butte, North Dakota. Get your chance at some of the cash <laughs> with the live Calcutta Friday, August 4th at the North Dakota Cowboy Hall of Fame in Medora, North Dakota. Road trip. For more information and tickets, head to HOTRND.com. The Home on the Range Champions Ride Saddle Bronc match livestockmarket.com puts you in control when buying or selling commercial livestock seed stock or show stock the easy to use online platform at livestockmarket.com offers private treaty online auction and live auction internet bidding animals are sold before they ever leave your place and with livestockmarket.com there's no middleman buyers connect directly with livestock and hay producers there's no easier way to find buyers for cattle sheep goats pigs and hay Sell on your terms today with LivestockMarket.com. Welcome back to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. It's that time in the program when we check back in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. And you can subscribe to his free newsletter by texting the word cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777. That newsletter comes out each and every week by Mr. Kirk Donsbach. Kirk, how are you? It's been uh it's been a couple weeks.
3: It has been. We uh we both kind of had other things to do on the fourth of July. I think you were playing and I was working, but we won't get into that.
0: No, we won't get into that at all. Let's just get into the <laughs> let's just get into the
3: numbers. <laughs> all right, as of Friday, July seventh, August speeders closed the week at two forty-five, seventeen and a half. That's down two dollars and twelve and a half cents on the week. With the CME feeder index at 231.21, down dollar $1.54, that left our basis at a negative $14.21.5. August Black cattle closed the week at $176.95, that's up 2.5 cents on the week, with cash trading $178.00 to $184.00 in the south, $182.00 to $185.00 in the north. That left the five area weighted average up $0.30 cents on the week at 180 The basis is positive $3.70. Weekly slaughter came in at 539000 That's a very low number, even though it was a holiday weekend, being 108000 less than the prior week. Kind of disregard that because of the holiday. But it was 49000 less than the same holiday week last year. Very low slaughter numbers. Choice boxes came in at $316.90 on Friday. That's down $10.82 on the week. Something our, our listeners should be aware of is the dairy cow slaughter has started to increase with the poor prices of milk. Obviously that adds meat to the supply chain, so something for everybody to keep an eye on. To wrap this up, December corn closed the week at four dollars and ninety six and a half cents. That's up one and a half cent on the week.
0: I tip my hat to you
3: from one legend to
1: another. Our tip of the head goes to all of those near and far that are competing right now as we speak at the National High School Rodeo Finals going on in Gillette, Wyoming.
0: You know, it was a long year coming for Mm. a lot of those individuals, so yeah, I'm just going to reiterate that. Good luck to everyone, and send us pictures, by the way. Tag us on Facebook. Let us know how you're winning, how things are going, and enjoy your time in Gillette, Wyoming. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Clint Berry the Haas with Allied Feeding Partners, Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated, and to you, the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. So glad to have you back in the saddle again, running the show.
1: It feels great to be back. A big thank you to our partners, the American Galve Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange and the Fence Post, the 67th Annual Home on the Range Champions Ride Saddle Bronk Match. Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFDTV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler.
0: Crew, so glad you all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. We've got updates there multiple times throughout the week. Our email is Show at gmail.com. You can call and text us 24-7 at 707-RANCH-20, that's 707-726-2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger Approved.
1: Stay a ranchy and ranch it up.